Hey everyone, before we get into this episode of Speak On It, we just wanted to give a little forward on this whole project. We recorded this audio over a month ago and we're planning on releasing it on what turned out to be Blackout Tuesday. We made the decision to push back its release because we wanted to make sure we gave the Black Lives Matter movement the space and magnification it deserves on social media. Also, we just want to make it very clear that we both wholeheartedly support the Black Lives Matter movement. And initially, while we were waiting to see how events played out and how this kind of kept developing, we realized that we didn't really want to wait for things to go back to normal because as a couple artists and other people have been saying, we really hope it doesn't. We hope there's serious change made in regards to social justice and in regards to different laws and policies. So we kind of wanted to, we sat on it for a while and now we're kind of releasing it while also wanting to encourage you all to do your very best to become educated about your own privilege and how to use that privilege. Um, There's several great documentaries on Netflix, such as 13th, that you could watch if you're still stuck in the house like many of us are. You can use that time to really learn about these issues. Okay, hello, hello, hello. Um, welcome to our, this is Speak On It Sis. I'm Julia. I'm Emily. And we're just two sad little girls. <laughs> we're just two postgrads in quarantine, living our best lives. Yep, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and you know, we have a lot of opinions we want to share with you. So what better place to do it than with the podcast? Yep, it's just gotten to that point in quarantine, you know? Yeah, we have nothing Uh, else to do. Netflix has been binged, girl. Yeah, just Netflix in general. It's it's done. Yeah. So you may be asking yourselves, Julia, Emily, why are you, like, doing this? And, okay, Emily, do you want to go for it? You know, I think the reason why we're doing this is because Julia and I just have this unique thing where when we're talking, sometimes smart stuff is spoken and sometimes absolute nonsense is spoken. But either way, it's pretty entertaining. We just want to bring this same energy to you guys because we honestly feel like it's pretty entertaining. But it might just be us. Who knows? But like on a realer note, I've been having a lot of conversations with my friends recently that we either haven't been mature enough or or have been too scared to talk about with each other. But now that there's nothing else to talk about, we're here and we're breaking through the surface on these hard hitting questions. And we want to talk about stuff that makes you feel like you're not alone and that we're all thinking the same thing. We're all out here so confused. We don't know what we're doing. And we just want to talk about it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Here to commiserate and be sad little children together. Amen. Start with one thing that we want to speak on this week. Emily, what do you want to speak on this week? Oh, boy. You know, there's so much going on this week. I think, if anything, this week has just highlighted for me that, like, social media, sometimes it gets the job done. It raises awareness. It, like goes for it like she's the one like she's doing the most but on the other hand so many situations especially 
national crises like we find ourselves in right now or global pandemics or issues of racism or sexism or any of those very, very crucial topics. The internet tends to get a little um, dicey and a little judgmental towards each other. And I really think this is just highlighted that sometimes you need to put down your phone and go, okay, that's enough of that for today. We're done here. Wow. It feels like you just read my mind because (laughs) the thing that I want to speak on today is how bad I am at binging. And I mean this in the nicest way possible to myself, but I cannot binge a show. I start a show and I run through like three seasons of it in two days. Yes, this happened. New girl, watch it. It's really good. I get so emotionally tired of these shows so quickly and I'm just starting a bunch of shows and I can't finish them and I want to know what is wrong with me. How do I do this? How do I binge? Do I just let the wind take me where it takes me? Or do I have to have purpose? I don't know that, but that's what we're here to find out and what we're here to discuss. Definitely. And as someone who has successfully binged watched many shows, such as Orange is the New Black, which I watched seven seasons of those episodes, which are about an hour long, and I did that in about like two months. So I would say that was both enlightening and disheartening at the exact same time however Mm. yeah it's someone who could call that a potential area of expertise I would say it takes a certain type of show to just incite that key interest in you it really does and I think I just need to build up my binging endurance because I tire out around season three and I need to make it to like season seven I need to commit. I need to train. And I'm working on a training regimen. So don't worry about me. I'm good. We're getting there. There you go. Also, what I do, what people around me that want to watch shows with me hate, is that I will look ahead and I will read spoilers. And I read, like, BuzzFeed articles about, like, 30 biggest plot twists in TV. Because for me, it motivates me to get to the plot twist. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Kind of weird, but... I do the same thing. I... There's one person in this world that hates this so much, and if she is listening, she'll know who she is. I sometimes, when I pick up a new book, I give myself a little preview, and I open to a random page towards the back, and (laughs) I'm going to get so much hate for this. Don't cancel me, please. The book community is coming for... The book community is coming for me. I open a page towards the back and I read a sentence and then I close it. Sometimes it's like nothing like, oh, Sheila went to the store. But sometimes it's like, you killed her brother. And (laughs) that's what gets me into trouble. But we're working on it. We're self-improving this quarantine. Exactly. And you still end up reading the book, right? Yes, I do. And I do the same thing with books that I do with series. I read it too fast and I skim through the parts that get boring and then it's just over and I get so sad. You probably just need to pace yourself. Give yourself a nice little daily schedule. Yes. Let's talk about, oh my gosh, while we're on the topic, let's talk about post-series depression. Oh boy. When you finish a series 
and your heart is empty. You don't feel anything. All you want to do is cry for someone that doesn't exist. (laughs) Yes, exactly. How does one recover from that? You start another one immediately. You just get involved in another weird fictional thing. You're right. That's definitely the answer. What you do. Emily, do we want to just go straight into the big boy? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so one thing that we wanted to talk about today as we get into the more emotional and more hard-hitting journalistic part of this podcast is... Okay, I feel like this needs a little bad background. So the inspiration for this podcast came from when you're having a conversation with your friend and it do- you don't mean for it to get deep, but then it does. So we're reaching the deep part of the episode. And today we're going to talk about po- being a post-grad in quarantine yes it's it's quite the time i'm not trying to recommend it but it's quite the time i definitely would not recommend it it's a really hard time to be a grad right now for both high school and college but only speaking from experience as a high school graduate this was supposed to be the summer of our lives we are done with high school we're done grinding and now it's time to go to the beach, have a bonfire, um, just hang out in the hot summer sun. And now we can do that, but alone in our backyard. And I think something that no one talks about really is the pressure that comes with having all this free time. Yeah, it's not fun because you think, hey, I have free time. This is the one time in my life that I can be relaxed because I literally can't do anything. But no, that is not the case, unfortunately. And I think a lot of people are feeling like there's this pressure to do something with all your time. Like this whole, our our whole four years of high school, we've been begging for just more time to do things. Just if I had more time this, if I had more time that. And now that we have all this time, it's like, what do I do? Like, what do I do with all of this? And I think there's a really huge pressure at, on me, at least. I think a lot of other people feel the same way to do something meaningful with it and not just lounge around and watch Netflix, even though that's what we're all doing anyways. But, oh my gosh. Yeah, I think it's like a weird... First of all, it's a weird thing to try and define meaningful because it all depends on who you talk to. Like some people are like, well, if you are not using this time to start a nonprofit charity and find one cure for one disease, you really failed. And then there are other people who are like, hey, have you put on jeans in a month? Wow, go you. So I think it's like finding your definition of meaningful, like using your time meaningfully. First of all, that's like a good place to start. Well, I think it just like, you kind of can't be so hard on yourself, which is hard, but it's also like a larger transition that we're going to have to deal with because coming out of high school, it's like, all right, you're taking for our school, at least it depends. You would never take all eight classes in a day, but you're taking like six classes in a day, or you're taking four, like hour and a half long classes in a day. Then you're going and doing your sport or your job or your service hours. Like you're never, I feel like hardly ever are you like, Oh, I'm going straight home to relax. But with college, like, 
you're going to have like a few, like maybe one or two classes a day and then you're going to have like a lot more free time. So maybe it's good. We have like this forced free time to figure out what exactly are our priorities when we don't have every second of the day outlined for us. Absolutely. And I feel like people are afraid to be lazy. Like being lazy is seen as something that is a waste of time and that has no worth. But if you've been working your butt off for four years to get through, get through high school and get into this big college or maybe just your dream school, it's okay to take time for yourself because let's face it, you didn't have time before. So it's okay to be lazy because being lazy sometimes is, is just a method of recuperation and like recentering yourself. And I think that's really important when we're deciding or when we're transitioning into something as big as college. And this is going to be a real hot take, but (laughs) we're a little bit lucky to have all of this time to kind of relax and recenter before we go into, you know, another four years of working really hard and not getting a lot of sleep and drinking a lot of coffee. So can't wait. Can't wait. Yes. My bank account, my Starbucks app are ready. I'm so excited. Yeah. I also think it's kind of like every aspect of the post-grad experience in quarantine in particular is like a double-edged sword because you can take like the fact that we don't know anything about the future and be like, wow, that's so stressful. Like we can't plan anything. But on the other hand, we can't plan anything. If you don't plan anything, you have like the world's biggest like free pass right now that anyone with an established career or anyone that is trying still to get into college like I honestly feel really bad for the juniors because like trying to figure out college applications is hard enough if you can't go visit like a singular school or you can't do anything or like people with jobs like I feel like watching those around me that have jobs they're like oh my god am I gonna lose my job like how's this gonna affect me how's this gonna affect others so like we're in kind of a unique spot where neither of those two things really apply to us So that's one good thing to come out of this unique little niche we find ourselves in. Another thing that I just kind of realized is that this quarantine period is kind of like a trial period. Like no one is expecting you to make something of yourself (laughs) in this trial period. No one's expecting you to become the boss of a multi-million dollar corporation from the three months that you were in quarantine. But I think now is the time to see what you like to do, what you want to do, and try different stuff that you've always been interested. Like, we're starting this podcast. I made a quilt. Like, (laughs) we're trying stuff. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, that's okay. Because no one expected you to succeed in quarantine anyways. So, I mean that in the nicest way possible, listeners. I'm so sorry. The bar is low. The bar is so low that all you can do is succeed from here. Exactly. What an enlightening and positive way to look at it. The when the bar is so low, (laughs) you can only go up. We can only go up from here. Exactly. It's almost comforting. It's almost comforting. The key word is almost. Yeah, there's that fine line of being like, oh no, but you know, gotta overlook that sometimes. Hmm. I think one thing that a lot of us seniors are having a little bit of a hard time of letting go of is, quote unquote, that perfect summer. 
And yeah, we all miss her. We all miss her very dearly. But I don't know, Emily, how have you kind of gotten over the idea of having the perfect summer? Okay, here's the thing. I think I've kind of just like clued out. I don't really know what's happened. But I think in the process of going into quarantine, I'm not sure if anyone else can relate to this, but I was reading an article and so I was like, okay, I'm not completely insane. Like a big part of it is kind of forcing your mind to adjust this new reality, which means you leave behind like the old ideas of like graduation and summer and stuff. So I think for me, I'm pretty well adjusted, but whether that's like a surface level adjustment or like an actual being adjusted to the idea, I don't know. I do think it's forced me to like reevaluate my priorities for a summer because before I was like, oh, my family and I are going to Europe, like we're going on our senior trip. And now it's like, wow, if I can go to Santa Cruz once, it's a win. I'm happy. Even if you don't get out of the car, if you make it through the traffic, it's a good day. If I see Santa Cruz, I'll be happy. I think, too, that the only reason that all all of us are getting through this anyways is just pretending it's not happening, which sounds really unhealthy and, like, low-key is, but it's the only way any of us are getting through it right now is just by attempting to manifest normalcy. And just being like, it's okay, it's okay. But I think it's the only thing that we can really do right now because there is no explanation for what's happening to us other than, like, we need to keep other people safe, which is definitely, like, the reason why I'm still doing this, why we're all still doing this. And, but other than that, there really is no justification. And I think that learning to be okay with that and kind of wrapping your head around it is what we all need to do definitely and it's also hard to say like wrap your head around it because we don't even know what we're wrapping our head around we're like we don't even know what we're in for we oh. don't know exactly what this entails we don't know what we're signed up for here i don't even so. know what's happening next week yeah i don't know what day it is yeah honestly same i kind of forgot we were doing this today because i was like oh wait saturday oops okay me too the only the only cornerstone in my life that I know that's gonna be on is what is it is the mass singer still on I have no idea I've never watched that show in my life it's actually really good <laughs> wasn't Sarah Palin on it she was like a rabbit or something what wasn't Sarah Palin on the mass singer yes she was a bear oh bear. you know okay. who else was on it Jojo Siwa that makes more sense in my mind than Sarah Palin. Yeah, it was really good. It's annoying me. Tonight. Have you ever had one of those days in quarantine where you're like, you know what? I want to be cute today. So you like dress up and you put on your makeup and then you just sit. <laughs> Yeah, but here's the thing. My skin has been so, like, up and down through this quarantine that I recently actually stopped eating dairy to see if that's, like, what's happening with my skin. So anytime I put on makeup, it makes it worse. So I'm kind of, like, trapped. Wow, I'm really proud of you. That takes a lot of commitment. Yeah, you know, it's resulted in me finding some very interesting recipes to try and make that don't have dairy. 
but we'll see how long this lasts. Maybe next episode I'll be like, oh, remember when I didn't eat dairy for like two weeks? Yeah. During quarantine, I've been trying to perfect my college girl glow up. I bought a concealer to just like do a little dupe, dupe. I'm naturally glowy. The Glossier one? It is the Glossier one. How is it? Has it arrived? It has, and it is wonderful. It is so good. It's so dewy and, like, effortless, and I can put it on with my little finger. So, which is perfect for a good, like, I'm going to go ride my bike to class and then go get a smoothie bowl afterwards type of glam, you know? Yeah, that's the life you'll be living. Glam I'm trying to serve in college. And I'm trying to get tan because... Otherwise, it would look like I didn't leave the house and that would make me irrelevant. So, okay, no, don't. don't do we should have left that. It'll make me look like I haven't left the house. And, you know, even though we all haven't, I cannot afford to be not tan. Because being tan during the summer has been my thing. It's been everyone's thing. But it's been my thing for years. Ever since I started swimming, I've been the tannest. And also because prom is coming up. I cannot afford to be paid in my I forget that the thing. Mm. I probably sound yeah. so vain. I just like being out in the sun. You do. I feel like it would be really funny if you put all this effort into tanning and they show up and everyone else is like, we're stuck in the house, so we're all pale. And you just like are this bronze goddess next to all these little vampires. That would be really funny. I would cry. <laughs> I mean, you. I don't even know what you do from there. There's really no going there, back. When the bar is low, you know. Yeah, just another when the bar is low moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. What have I been doing during? Okay, so an update in my Chloe Ting workout journey. <laughs> that's the real thing that's going on over here. That's that is the one thing that helps me keep track of what day it is, whether or not I have to do four or three of those godforsaken workout videos, but. I was doing them today, and my dad decided that he would, like, we all ended up working out at the same time, which really wasn't the best, because I was, like, doing burpees, and he was trying to watch a basketball game, and in general, I was like, wow, this isn't it, because I feel like when you watch the videos of any of these, like, fitness YouTubers, like, I'm sure you've seen this, they have, like, a lovely, like, clean, like, spotless background, they're, like, in their cute workout outfits, meanwhile, I'm over here, and, like, my old gym shorts, some t-shirt from some school event, and then just, like, in my garage. And I'm like, I really, it, it, this is the new low point. That's, it can only go up from here. When the bar that is my- low. <laughs> exactly. Because I swim, usually. I, I'm used to having a workout that changes every day, so I never get bored of what I'm doing. So it's been really hard for me to stick to a workout plan in quarantine because I don't like running. I tried to get into running. It didn't last very long. I do like the stationary bike, but I only like it because I watch Netflix while I'm on it. Mm -hmm. And I can't do the same workout video two days in a row because then I know what's happening and it just loses its excitement. I want to be spontaneous (laughs) with my exercise. I want to be surprised. I want it to be like Christmas Day every time a new exercise is announced. So I found the next best thing, the next craze, the next step in my workout routine. Dance videos 
from the fitness oh. marshal. Oh no. It feels like you are at a school dance, except no one's watching you. Oh no. And you burn so many calories. And I I just did it today and I fell in love and I can already tell you my legs are gonna be so tired tomorrow. I admire your dedication to the fitness marshal and dance videos. I could never. Because I'm the person at school dances who's standing on the, like, outside kind of dancing. And whenever anyone's like, oh, my God, it's hot. Want to go get water? I'm like, yes, let's leave. Let's go. Let's hit it. So, like, I know. Yeah, I'm the one that asked you to get water. Yeah, you're the one who's like, I've been dancing for, like, three hours. Want to finally go get water? And I'm like, took you long enough. Let's go. Yeah, well, it is so fun. And... If it helps, you can picture yourself in a club, I don't know, or on a beach. That's the thing. You can change up your scenery, you know. You could pretend you're in Miami. You can pretend you're at a nightclub in New York. I don't know. I've never been to any of these places. But it's fun to imagine. And it's fun because no one is watching you unless you have a mirror. Then you realize that you look very dumb. But there's something really empowering about not caring what you look like when you dance. And that's what I'm, that's the kind of energy I'm trying to build up. I'm trying to build up the confidence to not care what I look like when I dance because I feel like that's the most empowered you can be. That does make sense. And I admire you. However, I do not think I'm in within years of being to that level of confidence. You know what? I'm not either, but I also just started today and I'm definitely going to do this again. It's so fun. I, I don't know if I've said it enough. It's so fun. And also, when the bar is low, you can only go up. We need to stop with this motif. Our English teacher would be so disappointed. We're just two English students trying to make our way in the world. The college board could never. The college board honestly could never. Did you see that thing where people were posting like the mean comment? I love them. They're so funny. Wait, hold on. Let me read a couple of my favorites. I read them for like an hour one day like I was just scrolling on through living my best life college board yeah I wasn't even that mad about the AP exams I guess because I didn't get kicked out and I was like oh cool only 45 minutes but apparently according to these mean little fairy comments some people did not take it as well as I did here we go words can't describe how well you handled the situation but numbers can zero out of ten Nice. Killer. Here's another one. Go get it. AP exams this year were so unique. There's a reason no one else tried something similar. I feel like it sounds different when you read them. There's no fairies in the middle. Um, okay, hold on. Let me find a good one. Ariana Grande said, just keep breathing. She didn't mean you, though. That one doesn't even make sense for college board, but I mean, go for it. <laughs> it definitely doesn't. Uh, let me see. <laughs> oh, no. Baddie, take away <laughs> the bad. What? <laughs> Baddie, take away the bad. It says die. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Don't put that one in. You guys inspired me to commit. Not to college, though. That one's mean. <laughs> we do not stand mental health stigma and all that 
What do we want to talk about now? Let's see. What's something else about the post-grad experience? Hmm. Or the summer. Being well, like, jobless and poor. Yeah, I was going to say, for, like, the whole job thing, I technically will have, like, a part-time job at a daycare. You do? But it, yeah, I do. Oh, the blood drawing be, thing. Yeah, I schemed my way out of a blood test, because that's where I'm at in my life. But... <laughs> I'm just chronically faint and I wasn't in the mood to faint. So the one time I'm willing to talk on the phone is when it was to get myself out of a blood test. But yeah, so I will be technically working, but it won't be like a full-time thing. However, I do think it's kind of like really unfortunate that as we're about to go into the poorest phase of our poor little lives, like if it weren't for grad gifts, we'd all just die. Yeah, I never understood how broke, broke college kids were. Until now. Until I became one. And it's gonna be worse. Have you seen... I didn't know that Urban Outfitters tapestries were $50. Oh, you weren't aware? I don't want to pay $50 for a printed napkin. No, I was never about that life. That's why I'm gonna do, like, photos and posters. That's gonna be the move. And those records that we got. Oh, yeah. But I don't want my dorm room to be irrelevant. That is true, but I'm sorry, backtracking. Did I ever tell you about that, the record I got with you that turned out to be, like, the anti-feminist thing? No! Yeah, so one of the records that I got when we went thrifting said, like, let women be women. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, that's cute. Like, it had this picture of, like, this older woman. And I was like, yes, like, let women be women. Let them make their own decisions. But then, the other day, I was kind of just playing around with, like, a layout of some photos and posters. And like, oh, how would this look on a wall? So I took the records out and I was like checking it out and I flipped the record over to see like if the backside had something cute on it. And it's about like letting women be women, meaning that they have to stay in the home and stay in the kitchen. And it was like, let women be women. Don't force them into other roles that they're not like adequately okay to do. And I was like, oh no, oh no. So yeah, now I own that and I don't know what to do with it. Honestly, just paint over the back. No one needs to know. It has new meaning now. This podcast where, like, the secret ends here. The secret ends with us. Yeah. Honestly, just use it and never turn it over again. That That's a good option. I might do it. Yeah. Finding, a, trying to find a roommate is so hard. Let me tell you. So, at my school, we usually have triple occupancy dorms. So I found these two awesome girls from L.A. that wanted to room with me. Oh, wait, they're going to listen to this, maybe. Where did I start? Oh, I found these two awesome girls from L.A. that would be possible roommates. And then I found out that we might not even be having triples. So I was like, oh, man, I really need to find a doubles buddy. So now I'm talking to all my friends, being like, do you need a doubles roommate? And, you know, I have one friend who said she could room with me, but it depends on someone else's decision. And that's, and then me looking for another roommate is based upon her decision, which is based upon her friend's decision. So it's just a big train of community college and uncertainty. And decisions. And decisions.
Yikes. Well, I just think it's like hard to do. I would imagine this process is difficult either way, but right now, especially, it's like, yikes, can't do this. Let's talk about college though, because for me, every single part of college right now is uncertain. I don't know if I'm going to need a roommate. I don't know if I'm going to be online. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to school. Um, you know, all of these things. And it's like, I just want to, I just want to go to college. <laughs> Definitely. I think that is something that I cannot exactly relate to just because different school sizes and locations, it makes it, my school has a bit more of a plan going forward. Like I'm still trying to find a roommate, but like, we know that we're going to be there. So I really feel for you because I don't know how I'd be functioning if I knew absolutely nothing. Oh, like, why not? I not? 20% of the information and you know like 0%. So I can't imagine what that's like. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking outside. It's golden hour right now. Oh, so cute. Editing this is going to be a real fun time. I also have to go do my training about pesticides. So between Sorry, the, what? My, yeah, for daycares and like for childcare in general, you have to learn about pesticide usage because apparently that's a real issue in classrooms and like the like, where if you leave like a bottle of pesticides out and a kid eats it, like that's not good. So you have to take this whole training where it's like, if there's a skunk in the classroom, what's the best procedure? If there's a cockroach in the classroom, what's your best procedure? What do you use to seal? What type of gel do you use to get rid of ants? And it's this whole, yeah, I'm basically on the Sacramento Exterminator website right now figuring wow. out what you do. Amen to that. Long right. story short, I feel like that's going to be a big theme in this series. Long story short, we are doing this podcast because we're really bored and we want to talk to you guys about stuff and we want to bring up these conversations and you know start talking about all this stuff with you guys and we really just wanted to produ- produce something that would help people maybe maybe dare I say it bring a little joy <laughs> into someone's life during quarantine and you know what if none of you guys listen to this that's honestly okay because we have a really good time making it so we will be back Absolutely. with more stuff to talk about. Um, but yeah. Yeah, we will be. And I think our main takeaways today are that one, don't be too hard on yourself. Two, if you can't commit to binging Netflix, you're not alone. You have solidarity in the form Amen. of Julia. And three, what's our third takeaway here? I don't know. It's difficult. Keep your head up. Listen to a podcast or make a podcast if you get to that point. Yes, ma'am. Just do it. And say it with me. When the bar is low. (laughs) You can only go up from here. Thank you. (laughs) 